Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome once again to The Hangover. You know what The Hangover is? It's a show where we go over the previous Pittsburgh Steeler game and we lament when they lose and we celebrate when we win. And unfortunately, the Pittsburgh Steelers went to Buffalo and lost yesterday against the Bill. Wait, wait, wait a second. I have my script wrong, guys. <laughs> Well, wait, wait. Wasn't weren't they supposed to lose that game yesterday? What's this? It says that the Steelers won the game twenty three to sixteen. What's going on? That was the uh, that was the pink draft. Don't they have like when they write movie scripts? Don't they have like different colored uh, paper for different drafts? Oh, okay. Wait. So, so you're telling me that instead of lamenting the loss, the Pittsburgh Steelers went into Buffalo against the esteemed Buffalo Bills that were supposed to compete for the Super Bowl once again. And they beat them 23 to 16 in front of 60, 70,000 lunatics called Bills Mafia. And, yeah. and they won that game. No, they weren't supposed to. What no. are you talking about? All right. Well, I, I guess we got to try this again. So we will. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to The Hangover. My name is Brian Anthony Davis from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Alongside me, as always, are my two very close friends, Tony Julius Defio and Shannon Edward White. Good to see both of you fellas. I'm the only one narcissistic enough to use my middle name. These guys don't. I just like to bring it up and have some company. What's that? Oh, my middle name's your, your middle first name. name. I'm just, I'm just. Your middle to... name is great. I love your middle name. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I do have a very good middle name, and it's from a long line of Anthony's on my side. So, fellas, welcome to the Hangover. And usually, the Hangover, you, you know, it could go two ways because there's we've all had hangovers in our life. Tony, I know you've had a few. Shannon, you oh, might yeah. have had one or two. Wait, wait a second. You grew up in West Virginia, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you've had seventeen thousand. Um, so <laughs> I'm, I'm just joking. I spent nine years in in West Virginia. So, so yeah. Here, here's the thing, guys. This is the hangover, and the hangover could be you've had the hangovers that 
were just like you out celebrating. It was a great night. The next day, you're you wake up, you're you're hurting a little bit, but you feel good because of everything that went on. Then you've got that hangover. We're like, oh my goodness, what have I done? And we've we're gonna have those games too because the Steelers are not gonna go seventeen and zero. They're gonna go twenty and zero, I guess. Um, <laughs> so, but you know, those games happen too. And the hangover is a place for celebration, and it's a support group. Thank goodness that the script that was written, the pink script, as Tony mentioned, was not the one that they decided to film yesterday. And I had a chance to say something to my daughter. And because I was really excited and not only was I really excited and we're going to talk about this because one, this was the most fulfilling, the greatest opening day in my history of 40 plus years of watching the Pittsburgh Steelers for a few reasons. And I, I will explain that later, but like I said, was not supposed to happen. Colin, Colin Coward said it wasn't supposed to happen and, and he's, he, I just ask him, he's a sports God. Um, so, you, you know, every, nobody picked this with the exception of Jeff Hartman. Now in fairness, and I'm not claiming this, we have our BTSE Slack channel and, uh, there's a couple guys, uh, I'm not going to say where they're from. Uh, they're from another continent. Um, they might be from, uh, a men at work song that hit number one on January 15th of 1983. Uh, if you don't know what that is, there's not a place in Australia called who can it be now? The, so uh, the guys from down under are claiming that they picked the game and they're actually, they're actually sending, trying to send proof. I'm like, guys, it's over. That's all right. <laughs> but now a couple weeks ago on this very show, I actually, didn't like my pick for this game when I picked the Steelers for the game. And I thought about it and I've seen the movie before and I decided that I'm going to go with Buffalo with the caveat that the Steelers will turn around and win this game in the postseason, win the rematch. But, and I, I said that, but as I went on throughout the week, I had already put it down on paper. I put it down on audio, made it official that I said, Bills 30, Steelers 24. And then I started, I did a show with, uh, I did a show with Kevin Smith. The great Cliff Harris is still punk. KT Smith, the phenomenal coach from the state of New Jersey. And we do the pregame show. And he said to me, he went through this long dissertation about picking against the Steelers and how we shouldn't do it even though he still picked against the Steelers too, because his gut was saying the same thing, mm -hmm. but I was feeling better about it as we went along. So I'm like, they can win this game. I just don't expect it. Cause I've seen this movie and this movie starts out this particular way. So I did not expect this whatsoever. So I'm going to talk in a little bit why this was one of the most fulfilling opening games I've ever seen. And I want to ask you guys, but first I want to ask you your knee jerk reactions and opening remarks. And let me start with Tony. I, this is why it's great to be a fan because I'm one of the people who didn't pick them to win. I, I thought they would, I thought it'd be a close game. Like the last two were between the two teams, a def, kind of a defensive battle, a lot of them, um, turnovers maybe. And, but the the uh, Bills would pull it out. But I mean, I was, and it, it looked like it was heading in that direction after the first two quarters. 
but I was pleasantly surprised by how they turned things around in, in the second half. They clearly have a lot of uh, work to do on offense. There, there's no question. You can't deny that. They, they have a lot of work yet they have to do. They have a lot of young guys on, on, on that offense. They have a new coordinator, a new offensive line coach. So it, it's not going to – a whole new offensive line, basically. So it's not going to – they're not going to gel overnight. But uh, that defense is – it's elite. It's top shelf. And, and I just – to me, and I and I was saying this all off season. I, I thought it was impossible uh, to, to think that this team, or silly to think this team is only going to win four or five games with that defense. It's just too good to be that kind of a team. When you're that elite on one side of the ball, you're gonna you're gonna be in just about every game. So my my knee jerk reaction is, wow, uh, what a great defense, and it reminds me a lot of the uh, late OO teams. Shannon White, what were your initial thoughts when that game was over? I mean, you could start off with uh, when the first half was over and your thoughts at the end of the game. So what was going through your mind all along, my friend? I was aggravated at myself for not listening to my own advice. <laughs> I had said I picked against them, which I rarely do. Uh I picked the Bills 28 to 24. And I've said all along that the Steelers offense doesn't have to be the best in the league. With the defense and the special teams that they have, they just got to be good enough and show steady improvement each week uh, to hopefully be playing their best, you know, when they get to the playoffs. Uh, I expected them to struggle, which they did. The first half was 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 uh, very uh, inconsistent. They couldn't get anything going. Uh, no chemistry or cohesion. Um, they made halftime adjustments, something they never used could do, and uh, made it you know strung together enough big plays and and pass interference calls and uh, to put it some points. You know, get a few scoring drives going there. And uh, the defense huge. So I was very uh, happy after the game um, uh, and aggravated at myself for not having more faith uh, because, you know, I, if I'd have listened to myself, I'd have probably picked them. <laughs> you know what? Here, here's the thing. And I'm let, I'm going to bring up Brian Brown first. Brian Brown is a, uh, a great contributor on the live chat. Um, definitely a uh, a big supporter of all of our BTSC podcasts. So thanks, Brian, for coming in. You guys aren't going to pick the Raiders, are you? I don't think. No, I'm not going to be the, be that guy that picks the Raiders. I don't pick. I'm not the guy that says, "All right, I'm going to pick the Raiders so the Steelers will win." I don't do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I uh, I am not. <laughs> I'm not that full of myself saying that I can <laughs> that I can change the outcome, even though I did panic at the beginning of the game. And we'll talk about this too. I was wearing a white Minka Fitzpatrick jersey. And I turned the game on and I see Chris Boswell with black on. And I Yeah, that was that was weird. I run. I'm like, no, 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 no. And I ran and I put on a Cam A word, but by the time I got it on. 75 yard return <laughs> and then but i put hayward on and next thing you know hayward starts lighting up i know that has nothing to do with with uh my day wear you know it has nothing to do with what i'm wearing but we 
my wife and I are superstitious, uh, superstitious about a lot of things. And uh, it, it started when uh, she would wear the same things when she first started dating me every week when the Steelers played. And that just happened to be 2005 going into 2006. So she had to continue to wear the same stuff every single week. And she even went to a game and wore the same thing because she didn't want to jinx. She didn't want to be the reason that the Steelers lost. So I know that's absolutely crazy but that's a part of being a fan and you think that way but no i am not going to pick against the uh the steelers next week because one of the reasons i'm not going to pick against them is because i believe that the team is going to win next week i've picked this game all year long mm -hmm. of course it could go the wrong way and if you looked at the title of the show the title of the show is steelers prove that yet can't just play the game on paper because on paper, mm -hmm. we were going to pick the Buffalo Bills. Right. And the reason we were going to pick the Buffalo Bills were for a lot of things. That secondary was seemingly in disarray. The Steelers didn't even put a nickelback on the depth chart. We didn't know who the nickelback really was going to be until that game started. And we're on our Slack channel, right. which is, is beautiful because we get to talk back and forth. Uh, about it and we learn as soon as something comes out one of us is going to catch it and that's that's where we find that's how btsc breaks a lot of stuff early but so we're talking about it and on the slack channel and it was just one of those things that you know th that's why we were thinking that way because we didn't know we didn't know Trey Norwood was going to be out there. People were like, hey, it's Trey Norwood. They're going with Norwood. We had no clue what direction they were going to go. They knew. They just weren't sharing it. They, because when we say they've got to do this, and of, of course they had they felt they had to do something because they would have not brought in Akella Witherspoon if they didn't think they had to do something with secondary. Right. But Joe Fan, Joanna Fan, the media, all of us at BTSC, we panic before Art Rooney 2, Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, Kevin Colbert. We panic before they do. These guys are hold my beer guys. You're <laughs> like, okay, you guys worry. Hold my beer. Watch this. Talk about the ultimate hold my beer yesterday was TJ Watt. <laughs> eh, I'm not. I, I didn't practice. I hardly practiced with you. Uh, everyone's saying, and we're all saying, we're all saying, oh, how's he going to be able to do it without practicing? He's going to be rusty. He's going to be this. Yeah, he was rusty for maybe the first quarter. But hold my beer. I'm going to the quarterback. I'll meet you there. And not only was he doing that, he was. He was making it so other people could get to the the quarterback. Cam Hayward was making it. Oh God! So other people yeah. can get to the quarterback. Mm -hmm. What was happening was now. I I'm going to echo something that Jeff Hartman said on Let's Ride this morning. That you know don't want to sound like crybabies, but I mean the Steelers did win, but we could sound like crybabies. But my gosh, they could have they could have uh, called ten more holes. Oh yeah. And it wasn't just on what it was. I mean, Highsmith got Highsmith and and uh, my man Mel, uh, Melvin Ingram the third. Those guys were just getting tackled, 
And there was one play where where uh, the Bills had a big gain that I was like, how are you not calling that back? Yeah. And that was early on. So, you know, they know something that we don't. They have the faith that we don't because they're on the inside. When I tell you to trust me, when I tell my family to trust me or somebody to trust me, it's because, and when I make a bet, it's because <clears throat> I know what the outcome is going to be. You, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm here. I'm like, trust me. It's going to be okay because of this, because I know something you don't know. The Steelers knew something we didn't know all week long, but getting back to paper, you have the number two offense in the league last year in 2020 with not much as far as changes go. You have the guy that is anointed to be the next quarterback, the quarterback. So much did I drink the Kool-Aid that I had a fantasy draft last Wednesday. I had Mahomes sitting there and I had Josh Allen. I went Josh Allen because I already had a couple Chiefs. I didn't want to load up on Chiefs. I actually went Josh Allen because I'm like, this guy is just going crazy. Right. So let's go back and let me ask you that question. You guys have seen a lot of week ones in your time. I would think between the three of us, we've seen over 100 combined week ones. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I will say this without a doubt, not because it's fresh, not because it's happening now. Without a doubt, it is the most satisfying one for me because of the narrative. And the narrative was that a lot of people were thinking that this team was not going to win this. Not that they couldn't win it, just that they weren't going to win it. And when you tell a lie long enough, you start to believe it. And that lie was told so much that I started to believe it. So when Shannon says that, when Shannon says that he's a little embarrassed that he didn't listen to his gut. No, I mean, first of all, I wish one thing I could change about our role here. If I could say, fellas, I'm never, I'm never predicting another game. I wish I could never predict another game. I hate predicting the scores. Only once in my life, and I told everybody, I talked about it, that Colts game from two years ago, when I got the exact score and the exact outcome right. When I, I got it, and it was a really weird score, and I got it right, and I was so proud that I got it right. Um, but, you know, most of the time, I'm not going to get it right. If we, if any of us could get scores right every single week, we would be having mansions and we would not be schlepping for downloads. <laughs> I'm just right. going to tell you that. Right. I mean, we just would not be. So, Tony, let me ask you this. Is this the greatest opening day for the Steelers you have ever seen? It's definitely the greatest in a long time. I'm not going to say ever because I, 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 was, I remember how not – how special a 92 uh, opening went over, over the Oilers at the Ashram felt uh, Bill Cowher's first game. Nobody expected that they were what? 10, 11 point underdogs. Yeah. That was, that was a great way to usher in the, uh, the Bill Cowher era after so many years with Chuck Knoll. As far as recent memory, I have to go. I was thinking about this 2010 when uh big Ben was uh, suspended the first month and Dennis Dixon started the season against the Falcons. 
that was a pretty uh, exciting overtime win when, when uh, Mendenhall had the uh, 50-yard touchdown in overtime. I felt really great after that win, but I haven't felt that way after a week one win since then. It was yesterday was really, really special. And, and, you know, it's, it's everything you said, the, the whole off season narrative with the entire uh, national sports media, the NFL national media saying the Steelers are done. Ben should have retired. Uh, this team should just start over. And, and again, you know, like I said in my article today, this, this doesn't mean that they're, that they're, they've arrived and that the bills are pretenders. It's just a great opening win. And I think it lets everybody maybe uh, it's a signal to everybody out there that look, this team is not as bad as, as you're trying to make them out to be. It might be better than, than, than everybody thought. So from that perspective, it, it was the, mo the most satisfying one I've had, I've uh, experienced in, in over a decade. I am glad you said that because I was missing those games and I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit. Um, as far as Shannon White, I'd like to hear your thoughts, and then I'm going to elaborate that because I thought about one or two more as we were going. So, Shannon, as far as opening game victories, where is this on your satisfaction rating? And uh, do you agree with Tony that maybe some of those were a little bit better? It's hard to rate uh, from different eras and different teams. and. Um, I found it very satisfying just because of the national narrative, uh, the narrative by a lot of the Stiller community, the fans, uh, you know, wanting to move on from men and, and uh, you know, the doom and gloom, the offensive line's a disaster. It's, you know, it's a trash bin line and they can't beat anybody. They won't beat a good team like the Bills. Um, so I think they have the underdog mentality going for them this year. Uh, I said they they pulled their best Buffalo Bills impersonation and they circled the wagons. You know they're they're going to have to to band together and uh, be greater than the sum of their parts. And uh, Ben's going to have to be smart and overcome uh, limitations that he's never had, obviously earlier in his career that he has now as a thirty nine year old quarterback. Um, but he he played a very smart game. Um, he, he, you've seen his leadership. He kept the guys calm. Um, he didn't let them get too high, too low. Uh, you know, it was encouraging kind of almost like a, a father figure in, mm -hmm. in a way because he is so much older than everybody now. Right. Um, so there was a real satisfaction there, um, because any games they can win that they're not supposed to win. Well, you know, was going to add up on that final tally and, uh, uh, and it, and you know, now I heard a lot of people today is like, well, maybe the Buffalo Bills ain't as good as we thought they were. <laughs> so they, you know, instead of giving the Steelers credit, they got to try to now go after the Bills. Uh, but that's just how the national media is. Yeah, yeah. Let's keep that ship on all of their shoulders when mm -hmm. it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers wearing black and gold. And I don't think they're ever going to wear a white jersey again because no one, I mean, I have been waiting for a white jersey because my gosh, I make all these thumbnails for the podcasts. Mm -hmm. And I thought maybe once in the preseason, I would get a white jersey. And so now for the fifth game in a row, I've got black jerseys that I, I can't really switch, <laughs> switch mm -hmm. things up that well. Um, so, you know, but in those black jerseys, they do look sharp and they always will, but I digress.
But I, I want to talk about Shannon, why and Tony, why this is the most satisfying win for me. Tony brought up Bill Cower, 1992. That was one of the greatest, and I agree. This one a little bit more, though. That was a game that you're like, wow, because they were predicted to be four and 12 by Sports Illustrated and all of these outlets. They were going to be in last place in that division. And when they came out, you got a glimpse of the future and you're like, all right, this guy with a mustache is, is going to be good. He's excited. He's, I mean, this is a new era because we went from Chuck Knoll, somber Chuck Knoll, <laughs> and uh, stoic Chuck Knoll. And that's not a rip on it. We just that per we went from that business personality to a different kind of business with Bill Cower, and it was great. But there was not, there was not the feeling you weren't expecting them to be good at all. the The narrative right now, and Shannon touched on this a little bit, is that this is the end of an era. And Colin Coward, I keep on bringing that guy up. And he keeps on saying, oh, they're done. Windows closed. They wasted it. They're a big failure for the last so many years because they've wasted all of this. And the Steelers emphatically with that win said, we are not perfect, but we're not who you think we aren't. <laughs> and that that was really why this is satisfying to me. I could go back to 1985 after they lost in the AFC championship game and week one against the Indianapolis Colts, Mark Malone throws five touchdown passes. I could tell you how excited I was with that game, but that pales in comparison to this. I could talk about 1987 when they beat the 49ers at home and they beat yeah. them handily too at home that in that game. game. And it felt really good. <laughs> But you had the strike looming, um, there was replacement games, and we knew that was all going to happen. So, you know, that wasn't as exciting. I, I remember 1982 when they're playing Dallas on Monday Night Football and they mm -hmm. found a kicker in Gary Anderson. You know, I could talk about some great ones. Then I could talk about some disappointments when you think, okay, they're going to be awesome. And they came out and laid an egg. And there were, there were a few games that there were a few seasons that they lost the opener pretty badly oh. and went on to the AFC championship game. So this does not mean that they're going to go to the AFC championship game, go to the Super Bowl, but the hope is back. And this game brought back the hope and this game brought back the swagger. So am I worried about the Raiders this week? Not as much because they know something that we do not know. And they know the hearts that beat in their chest and they know how hungry they are. And now we know some things that we did not know that we were just worried about. And that's something we're going to talk about when we come back right after the break here on the Steelers hangover as we celebrate the Steelers 23 to 16 victory over the mighty Buffalo Bills. We will be back right after this. If you're on Facebook or YouTube, you just stick around. If you're checking us out on any of your favorite pot, uh, podcast platforms where you go and download anything, just go ahead, switch on over to number two, and check us out then. 
And I've got to bring up Gary Houston. Howdy, folks. I've listened to literally every single podcast since March of 2020, but it's almost impossible to listen live as I live in Alaska. Anywho, love BTSC and go Steelers. So yeah, Gary Houston is a name that we've never seen before, but he's just as important about all these names that we say every single week because we have so many great fans downloading our shows, so many great followers that are listening to us another time because they can't catch us live. So if you're one of those, if you're like Gary, thank you so much. We value you so much. You're very important to our cause. So we will be back right after this on the Steelers Hangover. It's BTSC Radio. Radio. 